Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on Meet the Artist. I'm your host, Alexander Lancaster. We appreciate you listening today here on KSEF, and I hope that you will join us on the regular. This week, I have a guest. Uh, his name's Joe Lewis, and he is a electric guitar playing, blues writing, singing. Awesome dude, and uh, he's been touring all over the Midwest, and um, if you haven't heard of him, I want to introduce you to his music. His music has been really making some waves across the blues uh, scene. Uh, he's also competed in the International Blues Competition in Nashville. He's just an all-around awesome dude. We're getting ready to start this out with one of his songs called Every Dog Has His Day. This is Joe Lewis Band. Hope you enjoy and stick around for an interview right after this song, right here on Meet the Artist. like stepping stones But one of these days these people gonna wise up and
Alexander Lancaster here at Two Wolf Studio, broadcasting for KSEF Radio with my brother, my actual brother, not just my bro. I call a lot of people bro, but this is my actual brother, Joe Lewis. How you doing, my brother? Hey, brother. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's good to see you. It's been a long freaking year. I wish that we could be able to visit more, but I'm happy to have you on this show. Tell me a little bit about what's going on this year. How you? How have you been doing, first off? Um, well, you know, uh, thanks for having me. I want to say thank you uh, to Wolf Studios for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, as far as how I've been doing, I think everyone's been trying to maintain um, through the whole COVID. You know, when you're a live musician and you're used to playing live and that gets taken away, uh, there's some processing that has to happen, you know? You have to get used to, uh, you know, the transition of being a studio musician as opposed to being a, a live musician. And you know, I, I like playing live and I like playing in front of people. So yes, just dealing with that. But overall, I'm thankful. I, I still have a very thankful, I have a lot of things to be thankful for. It's, Tell us about a little bit of something that's like, even though all these crazy times is happening, you know, um, you're kind of surprised that you're still moving forward with your music, with your career, with your efforts, and it's still working. <clears throat> yes, yes. Um, well, as you know, we've got a new album coming out. So, um, so out next, of the chaos came, up next. Up next. Um, the great thing about this is um, the um, recording engineer is Shannon Davidson, who had worked with. Uh, like the Imperials and, you know, guys that you and I grew up with listening. Well, we didn't grow up with them, but grew up listening to them. But then uh, the same producer that works with Iron Maiden and Joe Bonamassa and Journey and Led Zeppelin was actually the guy that mixed this album. Nice. But it even gets cooler because his name's Kevin Shirley and he's such a cool guy. So he mixed it, mixed it in Australia. And um, he calls me and says, hey, I'm going to place a call for you. And uh, I highly recommend that you have this mastered. And he said, you know, you really you really need to take it and get it mastered by Bob Ludwig. Now, I think I need to say one name for you to know who Bob Ludwig is. Back in Black. Back in Black, the band or the song? <laughs> the album. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the album. I mean, when you listen, is that, that not the most perfect? Heck perfect yeah, that's awesome. Album ever, you know. Um, Back that's in awesome. Black so, is the best studio album. That's that's awesome. So when is this, the album is out right now? You've already released it? No, no. It goes on release on the 26th. And where can people get the album from? Any online retailer. They'll be able to get it from any online retailer. And if they want to get, we have we only have 60 pre-released CDs left. And if they happen to want to get one of these, and these are these are a special edition. They're not going to be what's available to the public. So what you're seeing here, only 60 of them. And yeah. uh, we're going to be think, we're going to be on radio. We're going to be on radio, and then we'll put it on video. So a lot of people that are listening aren't going to be able to see what you're holding up. But the album's called what you're hearing. Next. You hear this CD right here? This, <laughs> the, CD, this CD I'm touching here. 
No, but um, <laughs> it's called up next, up next. Um, after the 26th. Any online retailer out there, you can get a hold of it. All right, up next by Joe Lewis. I love it. I haven't Joe heard Lewis it yet, fan. so I'm looking forward to hearing about it. But it sounds like a lot of cool things has been happening this year, even though um, there's been a lot of chaos. You you have found that opportunity and um, doing a new album and staying busy, even though it's hard to stay busy live. How have you been staying busy? Writing? Have you been practicing? Yeah, yeah. What do you do? So, what are you doing? So um, the whole journey started when an old friend of mine got a hold of me named Steve uh, Meyer. And um, it, we hadn't spoken in a long time. Wow. I'm having, I can't believe I'm having a hard time talking about this. But yeah, we hadn't spoken in a while and we connected, did a joint venture together. And this Steve was and on I. this recent album? And uh, yes. And um and keeping busy, I kind of went on gear safaris and I was able to get gear that when I was younger, I always wished I had, but never could afford it. So when I did this deal, I was able to get gear like, you know, dream gear. So I was able to get like a, a, a 1964 Fender Blackface Vibrolux Reverb, which I always dreamed of having. And I was able to get the, the 1959 Marshall Plexi that I used to dream about without doing that joint venture with Steve, I could have never gotten those things. And then I was also able to get a fifties, fifties less fall. Nice. Right here. So that was, uh, I was like, Holy cow. Um, they had the album test marketed and it came back when they give it, when they have an album test marketed, they say how many albums, how many, how many hits they think are on it. And uh, it got four out of five stars nice. and uh, in the test market. So nice. uh, at the company, because it's basically their album. When you're working for them, it's it's theirs. You write it, but it's it's theirs, right? And so to thank me, they bought me that Les Paul. That's and I wasn't cool. going to complain. That's pretty cool. It's been a crazy year. And yet you have been able to find opportunity in all this chaos. Give us a little bit about your mindset, how you get through something that's just been a chaotic year. How do you, how do you get through it? Uh, well, we have a strong mother, number one, that raised us and showed us how to get through adversity. We did. Without giving out too much. Um, we do. So we do. We have a strong Cherokee mother that uh, is a woman of faith, and she shared that faith with us um, even when, you know. Uh, Things were terrible. Yeah. yeah. She, she, you know, she helped that with that and um yeah, we got also through. we had a mom that taught us to find the humor in anything you know yeah. and so in the middle of all this what kept me going my faith my faith right on. Right on. i knew i knew god was still with us i knew that god still had a plan i knew god was still on the throne whether you call him god abba elohim the great creator whatever you call him he exists he's there he's real and he got us through right on everybody has to have something to hold on to and whenever you know you're you're on the right path, you'll know it by the outcome of your life, right? Yeah, I, I really concur what you said. Uh, the great words of John Cougar Mellencamp, everyone needs a hand to hold on to. <laughs> everyone needs a hand to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is all it is. It's, it's, it's good to talk to you, Joe. And, um, Thanks, you know, obviously, like you said, how you get through is following your faith and your faith has a lot to do with the music you write. Yeah, not always, but yeah. I mean, this album, I mean, I've already got 
there's a, a own, I won't say their name, owner of many radio stations. They already called me and they're like, Joe, what the, mm, this album, you got songs on here like I Like It and Hot Loving Mama and Can I Get With You? But they don't know the story behind those songs. But then there's songs in here called Do Your Work in Me and Defying Gravity, which talks about prayer and Jesus, I love the way you love. So as, as a blues musician, I realized, you know, a, a plumber doesn't knock on a door when he's going to do a job. He doesn't knock on the door and go, hey, is everyone here a Christian? Nope. Well, I can't do your work. Bye. You know, and it's the same way with the musician. Um, I don't think I have to only write. I don't think every song, even though he's worthy of all honor, glory and praise, I don't have to make every song a Jesus song. Do you, do you find that sometimes you have to explain to a lot of like even both sides, you know, the Christian side and then the people that are like, you know, I just want to hear some blues music. I didn't really want God brought into it right now. I was having a beer. Do you find yourself like having conversations with both trying to explain, like I am a musician who is sharing my, my mindset in a way, you know, no, actually, actually the sinners are actually more accepting than the saints. I hate to say that, but it actually, if you want to look at them as sinners and you want to look at them as saints, the people, yeah, the people, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time uh, saying that there's many saints, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. So I'm just going to say who's not let's, a sinner. Let's take buddy. Let's take buddy guys for, for, for example, for, for, for an example, buddy guys, manager, uh, the manager of buddy guys, the venue, told me, he said, the reason why we have you play our club is because of the way you bring it. You do gospel blues with like no apologies and you bring it so powerfully. You can't help but like it because you're killing it when you get up there. And that's the thing I I told the guys in the band. I said, just because we're doing this for Jesus doesn't give us an excuse to suck. So if you really think you're playing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you should be playing your best or don't don't play with me at all, man. I because I, I when I get on stage, I want to give God 100 percent And so right. no man, no one has ever complained about the message. If anything, they've all come back to me and thanked me for for being willing to do it. Indeed. And uh, you've been on you've been on the stage of places like uh, Buddy Guys in Chicago and yeah. have played some big venues. Um like that's really not about being a Christian. It's about blues music and have been very accepted there as well right exactly but you have to understand that um t- take buddy guy for existence uh for 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 example again you may not know this but buddy guy actually at home listens to 90 percent gospel music and in buddy guy's car it's going to be gospel music in his car yeah you probably did you probably didn't know it but that's actually true gospel music let's go all the way back to the beginning of blues like sister rosetta tharp tharp you know what I'm saying? Oh, let's take it on back. Let's go um, to the beginning, the beginnings of blues with you got to move or God don't ever change. So gospel has been a part of blues as long as blues has been alive. Right on. That's, that's the truth. That's, yeah, a, are, that's are an interesting truth study? because, you know, a lot of people, when they think about the blues, they think about Robert Johnson and the story behind Robert Johnson. And it doesn't have very much to do with Christianity. Actually, Robert Johnson saying uh, about both sides of the fence, to be honest with you. So, but his um, the story, the leg, the legacy, the um, the legend. Who knows okay. how much of that is true? But the story is, you know, and maybe that came from um, a southern a southern Bible Belt kind of 
thing where blues, no, is, blues no, rock and roll is of the devil. <laughs> well, yes and no. You, you do have that. And some people think, the, you know, the blues is the devil's music. But the truth of the matter on the Robert Johnson story, what really happened is here's a kid who did not get along with his stepdad. His stepdad beat him because he didn't want to spend time in the cotton fields. He wanted to play his guitar and get better. And his dad didn't like it. Stepdad didn't like it. And his stepdad used to beat the heck out of him. So he left, went to his uncle, who was a Delta Slide blues player great. And Robert Johnson spent time under that uncle and learned how to really play. You get what I'm saying? Like, really bring it. So then the next time he went to the house parties, because back then there would be house parties, the workers would go to, to you know, kind of let their hair down. They spent six days out in the field. They want they want to spend that spend that sixth night on a back porch, you know, enjoying themselves, good music, good whatever, and having a good time. Robert Johnson shows back up. Sun House was playing. It was Sun House, and I can't remember uh, the other guy's name. My everyone remembers Sun House because of Killing Floor Blue, Death Letter Blues. But Sun, he came and asked Sun if he could play. Well, the first time he asked Sun House if he could play, he got booed, and everyone almost wanted to leave the party. Sun House almost lost the gig. Because this guy, uh, Robert Johnson, jumped up on stage and just was horrible. Now he shows back up. He's in different clothes. He's dressed the part. He's got to get a nice guitar in his hand. And he says, can I have a go at it? And Sunhouse goes, why do you want to make such a fuss? Why are you here again for a boy? Get on. We don't want to hear all that. Robert Johnson picks up the guitar and mesmerizes the whole room. They immediately go, well, the only way you could have got that good. They... No one wanted to give credit for the hard work. They just want to say, well, he sold his soul to Dell. That's how he got that good. And you're right. Probably some Southern <laughs> stuff. But the Crossroad thing's a bunch of junk. That's not true. That was hard work. And Robert Johnson putting time in on something he, he loved. Because I've always, you know this, Alex, I've always loved the guitar. I've always been in love with the guitar. I'm never far from a guitar. I always have a guitar around me, with me, right. around me. Right. It's just, it's like Linus in a security blanket. Yeah. There's my guitar, man. Yeah. Ever since I can remember um, growing up, just you always had a guitar. Um, You started out, actually, I I think I remember you starting out playing drums at first for the church. And then you started picking up the guitar. So, where did your inspiration come from? Where did where did you start going? Oh my goodness, I have to play the guitar. And where'd you find that you that's your talent? That's your that's who you are. Good question. Well, I wrestled with that. To be honest with you, a lot of I had to I had to go through some things before I could accept that. I used to think other people. I, I used to have I had a I had an issue with uh, being, I guess, worthy enough. So I'd get in a band, and just before we get successful, I'd quit with the band. Because I'd think I didn't deserve it. Some there's other guys out there better than me that really deserve it. I need to step back and let those guys, you know, whatever. So I really struggled with feeling like I deserve that moment. So it took God doing some work on me to accept the fact that I've worked hard at playing guitar and I did I do deserve a chance to do this. And uh, but it's I'm a late bloomer in the and in, in coming around and believing that it was okay. But my inspiration was we, you and I, and Timothy, our other brother Timothy, I went to our grandmother's for the summer, and my uncle Bill brought me in the room, and he put on Jimi Hendrix smash hits. Nice. Time stood still for me, and I heard all these sonic sounds. And when I closed my eyes, it was like the sounds had colors to them. 
You know how you're fantastic. You bring, you bring colors to life. It's amazing. It's a miracle what you can do. You're just so good at it. And it's amazing how you bring paint and paper to life. You just do it. It's amazing how you do it. And so I can't do that. But what I can do is bring notes to life. Right. And so Jimi Hendrix, Smash Hits, I knew then my world had changed. I was never going to be the same. I knew it. And I heard Purple Haze. And I heard the solo and I asked my Uncle Bill, I said, how does he get that? How does he get Because, you know, you and I, all we had been exposed to was like the Bible singing Bib family and John Denver and, you yeah. know, stuff yeah. like that on yeah. acoustic guitar. All of a sudden, the, my trajectory had changed. And I was hearing these sonic soundscapes that I had to be, I had to be part of it. So Jimi Hendrix was part of it. And then, of cool. course, I heard Randy cool. Rhodes and cool. his discipline with classical was just like, wow. Then I totally fell in love with Eddie Van Halen. And you know this. Yes. From my From the bedroom we shared and the posters and me playing women and children first as loud as I could on my stereo. Yeah. You know, so it was Van Halen that made me put the drumsticks down and announce to everybody, I'm going to become a guitarist because I know I can do that. I heard what Eddie did and I go, I can't do what Alex Van Halen does on the drums, but I know. I just know I can do it. Anyway. <laughs> Think about how that sounds. Oh my God. How pompous. And I'm like, but I just knew I knew. I don't know how I knew. I just knew I could do it. Right on. You I haven't always played blues music. Obviously, you have some rock and roll reference there. Um, some of the music you've played some death metal, even some of our friends from back in Columbia, they they will remember some of your well, death it's metal the only days. Band that would take, yeah, it was the only band that would take me in. Now I always played blues by myself in my room. Yeah. I just wouldn't talk to anyone about it. <laughs> but you heard me like I would do blues solos to Georgia satellites. Remember? Okay. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. I'd crank yeah. that up and, and I'm, I'm doing the pentatonic blues scale the whole time, you know, and just loving it. So I always loved the blues. And the first song I ever wrote for mom was called dancing of the leaves. The second song I wrote was a blues song. Would it be fair to say that blues is the beginning and the ending of rock and roll? Like I see a lot of people, you know, that go through different stages of their life. They're going to get a little bit rock and roll and then they may be a little country or maybe blues, but it always comes back to originality of, of kind of what started it. So get the blues. Do you feel like that's kind of like, you know, um, a higher tier of music when it comes to rock and roll? Okay. So uh, the best way to explain it, in my, in my opinion, is let, let's quote Muddy Waters. When they asked Muddy Waters, what makes a great blues man? Muddy Waters looked at him and said, gospel music. You can't be a blues man unless you play gospel music. He says, if you ain't got no gospel, you ain't got no blues. That was Muddy Waters said that. Now, when they asked Eddie Van Halen, what makes a great rock song? Where should you start? Eddie said, you have to start with the blues. If you don't start with, if you don't have the blues, then you're going to lose it and you're going to miss it. And you're going to become a gimmick and you're just going to be a fad. You have to start with the blues. And so it's so neat to hear two greats, Muddy Waters and Eddie Van Halen, quoting both. So Muddy says to be a great blues man, you got to have gospel. You and I, we had that all our lives. It's in what we ate. We were from the South, so we ate the Southern food, all of it. So it was in our blood. It was in our body. It was in the dirt. It's in there. The blues was in us, always was in us. We loved the blues music. um, And then we loved rock and roll. We heard rock and roll and we loved it too. 
So to me, there's only two types of music, good and bad. I like it right, all. Right, right, right. All right, thank you, man. Uh, this has been a it's been a fun time. We got to cover a little bit of your your journey through the music, some of your inspirations and stuff like that. But I want to like kick back and talk about some um, memories. Since you're my brother, and we go way back, we go way back. So many it's different memories, brother. good times. I mean, my favorite time with my brothers is when we had a band together, and Alex could sing. <laughs> Alex would sing, man. He would sing, and we used to sing yeah. a song by the Sensational Nightingales called "Somewhere to Lay My Head." Look it up. It's by the Sensational Nightingales. <laughs> Somewhere to lay my head. We tore we tore that song up. I remember that song. Me, Alex, and Timothy. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, I want somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I totally remember. Um, I want to know if I, I'm kind of wondering if that song came from the black churches we went to or if it was from the white churches we went to. I think that was from the black. Absolutely we black. To. Absolutely yeah. black. We were the we were the lightest tone in the whole church. Yes. And we're not 100 percent in southern it's Mississippi. American. We're mixed Native American and whatever else is it. You and I, we're like walking gumbos, human gumbos. We have, you know, all kinds <laughs> that's of what I <laughs> That's exactly what I say when people ask me. I'm like, I'm like a gumbo. <laughs> There's a little bit of it all there, right? Yeah. Right on, brother. I, like I said, I appreciate talking to you. But my heart. So you have, my, go ahead. I'm I, When you were talking about nationalities, I needed to add in there. But my heart beats Cherokee. Right on. Right on. It's been a good conversation. I appreciate that. Got some good things coming up. Got some, uh, got an album being released. It's going to be available for anybody to purchase um, very soon. iTunes, um, yep. any online retailer will have it. Or show up to uh, a gig and get a hard copy, that. maybe. Our website is joelewisband.net. Mm -hmm. and, and if you do a Facebook, you would just look up Joe Lewis Band. The J, the L, and the B is capitalized. And um, there'll be information as well. Um, if okay. you go to um, paypal.com slash goodnewsblues um, and pay $15, make sure you leave your address and I'll put one of the pre-order in the mail to you or you can wait till it's released worldwide. Uh, but um, yeah, we're doing the pre-release as well and we only right have, on. it's a little less than 60 left over. Right on. So are you going to do a pre-release? Are you going to do a new release party or anything like that? You got any kind of big events coming up? Any events coming up that people couldn't show up to? Well, because of COVID right now, Understand. we don't. And my booking, I talked with my booking agent and they're watching that real closely. And, and they're thinking based on the numbers that they're doing right now, they think June or July, there would be enough people to be vaccinated. Cool. They would feel safe putting their acts you know booking their act because we're not their only act they have right several they, they book shows for right on, man. well i played one of your songs that i chose at the very beginning of our show tonight and which song what's, what's you one of your favorite songs that you that you created i love train bound for glory that's my train favorite bound song. for glory are right, we gonna play that tell us a little bit about it real quick train bound for glory uh i was at one of the first uh, gospel blues songs I wrote. I was in a band called Soul Shine, and I, I knew I just had this tug on my heart that God was wanting me to do something else. And I had an old beat up Yamaha, 
and I just picked the Yamaha up, you know, and uh, that was a, a guitar. That was and a guitar, I, not a not a motorcycle, right? I just yeah, I just picked it up and just went like that, and I knew that I. So I kind of knew I wanted to do something, you know. Yeah. Can't really hear the strings that well, but I bet they're really good. Um, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, train bound for glory, man. It's just about getting your heart ready and uh, saying, you know, uh, I'm on the train bound for glory. Wouldn't you like to go? All right, yeah. man. We're going to hear that song right now. And thank you, my brother, for being here with me on my third episode, helping me launch yeah. this. I appreciate you so much. I love you. And I hope to get to see you soon. And uh, keep on keep on jamming, dude. You're, you're the best. I love you so much, man. Love you, brother. We'll see you soon, okay? I hope so. All right. God willing. All right. This is Joe Lewis, Train Bound for Glory. Don't you wanna go? I'm on the train bound for glory. Don't you wanna go? Ah, oh, come on, come on. If you know you wanna go, tell your mama, tell your papa too. Tell everybody the good thing Jesus do for you. Whatever you do in this life, don't you miss that train? Once they blow the trumpet, the next stop will be heaven. been my time thank you so much for joining me here on meet the artist being broadcast on ksef i hope you'll stick around for more broadcasting right here where we focus on everything topeka i'd like to give a big shout out to arts connect uh poetry for personal power and all my listeners out there thank you so much and i cannot uh, thank carice mapes at 785 
live enough for providing this opportunity for me to be uh, broadcasting right here uh, to all of these great listeners. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week, Tuesdays on the 8th. That's 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. You can check out our show. But there's also some great broadcasting going on before and afterwards. So make sure you tune in anytime you feel like having something that is Topeka. Because that's what we focus on. KSEF. Everything Topeka. I'm Alexander Lancaster and this has been Meet the Artist. Mask up, stay home, and stay safe. And we will soon be on that train for glory. We'll see you soon. Hopefully next Tuesday on the 8th.